Sometimes the family that we have are those that we've found through the friendships that we've made. I know that a lot of my friends and I, we're really close-knit and I consider them just as a part of my family as I would with my own blood. But at what point do we realize that the people in our lives are forever an important part of this love? On today's episode, I reviewed a film about a group of intergalactic misfit heroes who are set on a course of peril as they work to save the life of their friend. I'm your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue. Welcome back, cuties, to another episode of That's My Cue, your one-stop podcast to get the latest reviews in all things TV shows, movies, albums, and yeah, yeah, you get the whole deal. It's our 100th episode, y'all. Do, 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 do. You know, that was a trumpet, but I can't believe it. A hundred episodes of just pure insanity, of just you listening to me talking into the void into the nothingness that is the internet, right? Um, you know, sometimes I, I have a co-host with Kate. Sometimes I just do it, actually most of the time I just do it solo. So, crazy to think that 100 episodes of this, I mean, there's technically more because if you count all the bonus episodes too, but, you know, we've been we've been doing this show, you know, you, and I'm not just speaking in a royal we, I'm, I'm saying that you and I, you the listener, we've been doing this show together for about two years now, so that's crazy to think about. Uh, I just love talking about everything that I like to consume, you know, so uh, I just want to, you know, help inform people that you know there are a lot of good content out of there uh, and uh, out there as well as like some content that you should avoid and i love just kind of giving my own thoughts on it and discussing these sort of things with my friends and family and seeing what they think of it as well and uh, i i know for me as a movie goer tv consumer all that sort of thing i like to be able to know what to more or less expect when going into something and if it's going to be worth my time. So that's kind of the whole purpose, obviously, of a review show like That's My Cue. But I'm so glad that you've chosen to listen to this weekly or if you're just listening to this now, you know, welcome. Uh, I also implore you to check out some of the back catalog stuff if there's some titles that you enjoyed that you wanted to get my opinion on. And I, I just love hearing from people. And I'm always surprised when everyone is able to just you know, uh, reach out to me and, and, and send some love for the show. So I'll, I'll give my final thank yous at the end of the episode, but I'm just so excited that you're here. We got a great episode for you today. And, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm just babbling at this point. So let's just get right into it. On today's episode, I'm going to be reviewing a movie that I have really been looking forward to. And I know that I say that a lot about like a lot of Marvel movies, but this is really a movie that I think um, just was something that when it was announced, I knew it was going to be good. When I saw the trailer, it confirmed that it was going to be good. And after watching it, here's what I think. Today, I'm going to be talking all about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which was released on May 5th, 2023, written and directed by James Gunn. This movie stars Chris Pratt, Bradley Cooper, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, Palm Clementiev, Vin Diesel, Linda Cardellini, and Chukwudi Iwuji. When Rocket, one of the members of the Guardians of the Galaxy, is suddenly ambushed and placed in critical condition, 
the rest of the Guardians rally together to save his life. As Rocket's mysterious past begins to come to light, Star-Lord and the rest of the group face their most dangerous mission yet as they find themselves at odds with the megalomania of the scientist known as the High Evolutionary. Serving as the conclusion to the Guardians trilogy, first introduced with director James Gunn's 2014 film, Volume 3 is by far one of the series' best entries and by MCU standards, one of the best uh, films to have come out since Endgame. James Gunn did not pull any punches at all when it comes to his storytelling, and with this new film, it explores the grim and brutal backstory of one of the group's most beloved and comedic characters. Bradley Cooper's performance as Rocket is often a simultaneous comedic engine and emotional core to these films, but with Volume 3 tapping in heavily to the latter, we're able to explore a little more to the emotional core of what makes Rocket, Rocket. Pratt and the rest of the crew are in top form as many of their characters' arcs that have been meticulously built over the course of the last few films in their previous appearances are given faithful conclusions to the stories within Volume 3, and all of them resolve in very meaningful ways. One of the major drawbacks to most MCU uh, films are their over-reliance on CGI and humor to pad out an over uh, otherwise thin plot or undercut its drama. However, with Volume 3 thankfully diverting away from that, we're able to have the comedic moments land when they need to and have the emotional impact of its dramatic uh, scenes land very beautifully. In fact, James Gunn's distinct comedic voice often lands its mark through Drax, and uh, though Drax and Mantis can occasionally be a bit tiresome by this point with many of the same tired jokes that you've seen in previous movies that fans have come to expect. Yet the cast's delivery is always inspired and their chemistry is on full display. On a technical level, the CGI is the best that it has ever been for a Marvel film, with a nice blend of practical effects that helps immerse the audience into these new environments and brings new life to the unique worlds of the cosmic corner of the Marvel Universe. Something that was kind of a bit lacking in recent MCU films like Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania or Thor Love and Thunder. One of the most standout performances is Chikwudi Iwiji's performance as the villainous High Evolutionary, who is, unlike any other uh, MCU villain uh, of recent memory, is devoid of any humanity, uh, humanity to him, and truly embodies an evil spirit. Iwiji is an imposing figure on screen with a malicious presence that is sure to have fans root for his defeat, though his delivery for his dialogue does tend to fall a little too heavily in relying on screaming most of his lines by the end of the film. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is an excellent conclusion to cap off the story laid out by writer and director James Gunn, rounding off a solid group of films that show plenty of love and attention for the care of its storytelling of its main group of misfits. Its balances... Uh, it balances its moments of comedy with some beautifully rich drama that grounds its core characters in the moment. Characters may overstay their welcome sometimes on uh, on screen, and uh, they might take up uh, screen time for other characters that fans might want to see more of, but despite this, some of the film's uh, shortcomings are never one that detracts from becoming a top-notch film in the MCU's expansive catalog. And I'm going to have to give this movie a 9 out of 10. And you can find this in theaters at the time of recording this episode, or you can, of course, watch this on Disney+. Plus. Let's go ahead and take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll dive into some things that I'm currently into, so go ahead and sleep in the stars. 
We'll be right back. Actually, don't sleep if you're driving. Welcome back. Today on our program, we talked all about Guardians and Galaxy Volume 3, but now let's go ahead and blast off into some things that I'm currently into. First up on my list, we have Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Now, if you grew up like me in the early 2000s with a Game Boy Advance, you would you'd be familiar with the Mega Man uh, Battle Network series. This was one of my favorite games to play when I was a kid. I remember I lent a copy of uh, Battle Network 3 to my cousin, and I don't think my cousin's going to listen to this uh, because uh, why would he? But uh, not not saying that he wouldn't support that, but it's just it's like. I, he's never indicated once that he's listened to an episode. That's not the point. Why do you need to know that? That's weird. But anyways, uh, yeah, I, I lent the game over to him. It was one of my favorite games, and I just haven't played it since. So to, to be able to play it now in this big collection of all a bunch of other Battle Network games that I've never played before, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I was only able to kind of get into the thick of the first game, and the first game is getting a little stale, a little boring. But, um, and, you know, I, I just feel like it's never clear with its objectives on what it wants me to do, but that's kind of like the, uh, sort of the, the flawed, uh, aspect of its game design for the Game Boy, so, I don't know, but also in ref, uh, in reflection of me giving away Battle Network 3 to my cousin, I was able to get his, uh, copy of Pokemon Ruby, so I would say not a bad trade, although I did lose that copy of Ruby, so maybe... It's good that my cousin isn't listening to this. But uh, anyways, yeah, I'm excited to just dive into that. Maybe I'll skip one and I'll just go to three and then maybe go back to one at some point. But we'll see. Up next on my currently list, we have Wild Frost. Wild Frost is a roguelike deck building game for the Nintendo Switch. And I think you could also get it elsewhere. But for me, I, I travel a lot, so I bring the Switch with me wherever I go. And I would say that Wild Frost is... Possibly one of the uh, easiest time-killing games that I've played in a super long time where uh, I can just kind of lose a lot of hours just by, you know, playing this game that is kind of addictive and a lot of fun. I typically am a little 50-50 on roguelike games. Sometimes, you know, depending on the game loop, if it's interesting enough, then I'll really commit to it like, uh, you know, Hades or... um, What's another one? Like Loop Hero. Those are really good uh, roguelike sort of games. But um, I would say that Wild Frost is kind of getting close to that side of the spectrum for me where I like it's a gameplay loop. It is punishingly difficult, though, and sometimes the randomness of the cards that you do get uh, to build your deck out through each run is a little like, you know, it like you might get a really good card, but some for whatever reason, it'll generate um, opponents that just completely annihilate your board because, uh, it's just the RNG of how things work. And yeah, I, I, you know, sometimes it's like, I want to be able to feel like I'm actually making progress and getting stronger as I'm doing these runs. But sometimes with Wild Frost, I'll get really far reset, go again, and then die on the first boss and get really frustrated. So it's, it is kind of a mixed bag for me. But if you do like deck building games, if you like roguelike games, this is going to be uh, it for you. And finally, on my currently list for you this week, we have One Piece Film Red. 
Now, uh, if you know me, I'm a big One Piece fan. I've, you know, uh, pretty much been advocating for it to be the, uh, like, ev- on the top of everyone's anime list. And I know you can't force anyone to like an anime, but I gotta say, if you haven't given One Piece a chance because of its art style or anything like that, if you don't like its humor, I would say just give it a second chance and just look at it as like a drama with comedy in it and some action in it because One Piece is completely solid, but I would say that One Piece Film Red is an okay movie within, you know, its uh, catalog of movies. But, you know, One Piece Film Red is more, I would say, uh, I, I'm not really familiar with uh, the J-pop singer Otto, but she plays the titular uh, or like not the titular, but like the the main villain of the film, and you know, I, she does sing a lot in this movie. But like I, well, but like I said, she does sing a lot in this movie. So it is almost entirely just in, uh, like a collection of, I would say, quote unquote, music videos in the space of a movie. Like it, it feels more like like you know uh, a playlist of songs rather than an actual plot that. You know, I would want to care about uh, care about for a One Piece movie. The action is pretty good though, and I think that the animation is spectacular as ever. But you know, as far as One Piece movies go, it's kind of like on the you know like bottom end of my list. And y'all, that's to that's today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to share your thoughts on the show, or maybe uh you know uh your thoughts on. Uh, maybe previous titles that I've covered before, like the Super Mario Brothers movie or something like that. You can always hit me up on Instagram at that's my Q podcast on Twitter at Q podcast. Of course, you can always email the show at that's my Q podcast at gmail.com. All of which helps you know build the show in new ways. And if you can also give a nice rating uh, on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, also leaving a nice review on Apple Podcasts, I'd love to read any reviews that you send, whether if it's about the show or a title that I've covered before. All this helps boost attention for the show, and maybe if you can, share with a friend. Y'all, thank you so much for listening to episode 100 of That's My Cue. It absolutely means a lot to me. I know last week that I mentioned that it was the week of my wedding. That is absolutely not true. I was in Chicago. Like, you know, I'm, I'm recording this super far in advance to you. Like, I want to say in the middle of May. So as you're listening to this, I, I have, I guess I have no concept of time. But this week that you're listening to this, for sure, I looked at the calendar. Episode 100, coincidentally, is coming out on the week of my wedding. So that's absolutely crazy too so uh you know uh thank you so much for being a part of this journey with me in so many different ways whether if it's about the podcast or if you're listening to me ramble about you know my wedding coming up so you know thank you so much for your uh endured patience in waiting for new episodes to come out and i just hope that you enjoy the next few episodes to come because i got plenty of good reviews on the way as well but I want to thank J1K for the use of their music, Captured Soul from the School Days B-Tape, which you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com. And as always, next week I'm going to be uh, covering another title, and that title is going to be a movie that uh, I did not expect to be as terrified as I was, but here we are. Next week I'm, I'm going to be covering the movie Evil Dead Rise. And as always, i got to leave you off with a quote, and it goes a little bit like this. There are the hands that made us, and then there are the hands that guide the hands. 
Once again, I've been your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue.